بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا كثيرًا أما بعد Jama'atul Muslimin, respected brothers and mothers and sisters in Islam. In this past few days, we were reliving and visiting the great miracle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of Isra and Mi'raj, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with so many great gifts and bounties and ayat and signs that it would be difficult to enumerate them in a talk of a few minutes. However, today's message would be focused on one aspect which led and which contributed to this honor that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was blessed with by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the message and the, the lesson that we wish to highlight and point to is the importance of returning and turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the time of need. So if we just reflect and go back a few years prior to the mi'raj of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his isra, we see that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam encountered many, many types of trials and tribulations and difficulties. And this is what every human being, every Muslim will endure in his life. There will be challenges which we will experience on a personal level. There will be challenges and difficulties we experience in our families and in society. And especially in the last era in which we are living before Qiyamah, it seems as if we are in an ocean filled with tsunamis and we're trying to navigate our way when we are even unable to swim properly. That is the biggest test, that we are unable to swim, yet we need to navigate our way through these waves. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because he is rahmatun lil alameen, he is the guide for us till the day of qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala demonstrated or showed us through his mubarak life how to navigate our way through these challenges and difficulties. So even prior to Mi'raj, about five or six years after the bi'tha and the revelation which was received by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we see his companions endured great difficulties. Sayyidina Khabbab ibn al-Arat radiallahu an came to him and Sayyidina Khabbab was a blacksmith who was persecuted by his master. He was made to lay on burning charcoal and he was dragged in the streets of Mecca. He came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam and he said, Oh Rasulullah, ala tastansir lana, O Nabi of Allah, do you not, will you not ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to support us and help us? Ala tad'u lana, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave him some words of discipline to teach him how to endure difficulty and navigate his way. He said to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a hadith narrated by the Sihah, the commentators of the correct and authentic compilation of Bukhari and Muslim, he said, There were people before you who were seized and they were plugged into the ground and they were cut in two. Yet none of them ever thought of leaving their deen. So be firm. 
Do not be hasty. With the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills it. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his entire family, the Banu Hashim, were subjected to a boycott for three years. And for me to say it in one or two minutes is a very easy thing to do. But we can never fathom or ever comprehend how difficult it would have been when you are unable to engage in commerce, you cannot buy or sell, nobody can get married, there is no support whatsoever from the people of the Quraysh and you are stuck in this gorge or in this valley, unable to do anything. For three years, Rasulullah sallallahu endured that. After he comes out of this difficult test, Rasulullah sallallahu loses his support, his external support, his beloved uncle Abu Talib. And in the same year, he loses his internal and spiritual support was Ummuna Khadija Al-Kubra radiallahu anha, our beloved mother, Sayyida Khadija radiallahu anha. Now sometimes in life, a person might experience these type of tests and challenges. A person loses his job. Before he knows it, there's a whole lot of difficulties coming in succession. And then the children are sick or he realizes or he's been diagnosed with some condition which he is unable to uh, come to terms with. And these are tests that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. But when a Muslim is tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these difficulties, it's actually to groom us for something which is better to come in our life or for something which is waiting for us of a much better quality in the akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes puts obstacles in the life of a believer and we see doors closing in front of us. But in, without us realizing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is directing us to an avenue of khair and barakah which we would have never comprehended. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loses his beloved wife, Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha. So this is blow after blow. And his external support, Abu Talib, who was supporting him and defending him against the, the attacks of the Quraysh, and now he is internal support. And this is sometimes one sunnah or one sacrifice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which we very seldom talk about. That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam found himself as being a single father at a very crucial time in his life. So he is not trusted by the Quraysh, he's being abused by them. He loses his uncle and he loses his wife, his main support who gave him his support when he came with revelation and she supported him and said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not humiliate you, Allah will not desert you. You are the one that has, and she enumerated his qualities and consoled him. So this support, financially she, she supported Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and spiritually she supported Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We can never imagine the loss of a spouse because after the spouse has left this world, everything in your life has got an, a memory attached to it. You go to Durban somewhere, and you're driving and you see something, it triggers a memory. You eat something, you eat an ice cream, and you remember 20 years ago, we had this ice cream together. You smell something and it triggers off a memory. So this is why there is so much reward for making sabr when you go through these difficulties, because it is renewed every time you relive the experience of that separation. Rasulullah sallallahu had to endure this. And this is why once, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, she says in the hadith of Sahih al-Bukhari, that once Hala bintu Khuwailid, the sister of Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha, came to visit Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
So istadanat, she asked for permission. Rasulullah sallallahu was in the house and he heard her voice. فَعَرَفَتْ خَدِيجَةً فَعَرَفَ خَدِيجَةً So he, from there he recognized the similarity between her voice and the voice of Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allahumma hala. He jumped up and he said, Oh Allah, this is uh, the sister of my wife Khadija. And he jumped up in memory of his beloved wife. So Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, she was the, the, the young wife. And uh, she said, فَغِرْتُ عَلَيْهَا I, I was a bit envious, so I said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has given you a younger wife in place of Khadija radiallahu anha. She was old and she perhaps lost her teeth and she would have not have been so attractive when she left this world. Why do you constantly remember her? Allah has given you someone better, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not replaced her with somebody better because... She brought iman in me when people belied me and they rejected me. She consoled me and she supported me when people rejected me. And she supported me financially when nobody wanted to assist me. She can never be replaced. And she is the mother of my children. So this is how much she loved Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went through this difficulty in the Quraysh, he suffered these difficulties, but now he's navigating his life and he finds another opening. He thought, let's go to Ta'if. And in Ta'if, we know the famous story, he presents his da'wah to them and they physically abuse him and they stone him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. To the extent that the malaika of the, of the mountains came and requested if he instructed them to crush this nation, he would do so. He said, I was not sent to destroy people. And Rasulullah sallallahu at that time of difficulty, he is now helpless. He finds no avenue of support besides turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in our lives also, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, sometimes we are pressurized. You pushed and you don't know where the difficulty is coming from. But it is no, there's no room in our life to lose hope and become despondent. We turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu in ta'if, the dua he made, he, he turned his hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he said, Allahumma inni ashku ilayka du'fa quwwati wa qillata hilati wa hawani ala nas. Three things he mentioned. Oh Allah, I am complaining to you. I present my complaint to you about the feebleness of my strength and the weakness of my ability to plan how to get out of this difficulty. And also my insignificance in the eyes of these people. Three things. And every sentence, every word of the blessed words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives us guidance and gives us comfort and it educates us. So there are basically three, three avenues whereby a person can express or display their authority and their power. One is your own physical strength. A person is physically able. So he has the ability to show his authority and his strength by displaying his physical ability. The second is that the person might not have a physical ability, but he's got some intellectual strength. So he's got an intellectual advantage over the person that he is challenging. He can display his authority in that way. And the third way of protecting yourself is perhaps not being able to do it physically or intellectually, but you've got family members or friends or an environment, a support structure in which they could support you and help you through the difficulty. In that way, you are safe from any harm. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he 
turns to Allah and he says, Oh Allah, I do not have any of these. Physical strength, I do not have. They have stoned me. I do not have any way to plan my way out of this. And even amongst the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has created creatures. Some are physically strong and through their physical strength like elephants and lions, etc. They display their authority through their physical strength. And then you have small creatures which are not so huge in their size, but Allah has given them intelligence, the ants, the, the word in Naml which is mentioned in the Quran, who, ha, who are experts in planning. They are those creatures of, that Allah has created that can protect and disguise themselves by changing their color in order to, to defend themselves against something which is harmful. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us in the next part of his dua and he turns to Allah and he says, Allah, because of my iman in you, if you are not angry with me, I am not concerned about not having physical strength or my intellectual or planning ability or the support structure around me to defend me. If you are pleased with me, that is enough for me. And this is the lesson we need to learn, respected brothers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with iman. And even if we are falling short in the other things in which we can assist ourselves through navigating through difficulty, we need to focus on those bounties which Allah has given us. So a person has a difficulty with his job, he should ponder over those bounties which are present in his life. There was a famous Abbasi Khalifa, Abu Ja'far al-Mansur, in the second century of Islam. He was sitting with a very pious servant of Allah, Abu Khazim, rahimahullah. And while he was sitting in the company of this wali of Allah, this friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he looks at the clouds and he tells the clouds, go and dispense your water wherever you will. The crops that will grow from your rain will eventually come back to me. The produce will come back to me. All the prophets will come back to me. In other words, expressing his authority and how much he owns, how much land he has control over. So Abu Khazim remained silent. And he waited for a while. Abu Ja'far al-Mansur then asked one of his servants to bring water. He brought the water and Abu Khazim said, I would like to ask you a question, O Khalifa. If you are unable to drink this water or you are unable to digest the food that you wish to consume and there is no way that you can enjoy the water or satisfy, satiate your thirst, quench your thirst except with the help of some medication or a doctor, how much would you be prepared to pay to be able to drink the glass of water? So Abu Ja'far al-Mansur says, half of my kingdom. The same kingdom he was talking about that he's got so much that wherever it rains, the, the produce will come to him. Abu Khazim rahimahullah says to him, after, you've, after you drank the water, if you are unable to release that water, and now it's stuck in your system, and the only way is to get assistance from a physician or a doctor, how much would you be prepared to pay in order for you to get comfort and release that water? He said, the other half of my kingdom. Abu Khazim said, then what is the reason to be arrogant and proud about a kingdom which is not even equal in value to a glass of water? So we need to focus on those valuable things Allah has given us, respected brothers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with, with many of these bounties and sometimes we, in our obsession with focusing on the negativities in our life, we show ingratitude to the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we are in difficulty, we need to learn the lessons and navigate our way through the difficulty by turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Time is, uh, again, very limited. And I wish to share just a few points with regards to some of the events that occurred a few weeks ago in New Zealand. We know the calamity and the difficulty which affected 
the Muslims in New Zealand and many other parts of the world, but there was something distinctly exclusive about that event in New Zealand, and that was the, the sacrifice given by those people who became shaheed. It showed mankind the fruits of the, of the sacrifice. It was an, as if it was an invitation to the beauty of Islam globally at, one, at once, all at once. To the extent that even the leaders of those countries, the non-Muslim women of those countries, adopted the hijab in support of the Muslims who suffered that difficulty. So the difficulty outwardly is there. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put hidden khair, which is, un, which is unimaginable to us, what goodness would come out of something which outwardly seems to be difficult. And by the way, a person passing away in that condition, in the masjid, in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the most fortunate of people. And yesterday I was listening to a talk of Mu'ana Sajjad Nu'mani, the son of Mu'ana Manzur Nu'mani. He says that he received a report of a family from New Zealand, was a Muslim mother. She lost her husband, her brother, and her two sons. And she said, <clears throat> when she was interviewed about how she is coping with the difficulty, she said that, um, you know, the night before the Jumu'ah, the Thursday night, our family sat together and we said, we're not leading lives which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At this moment in our life, we are conducting ourselves in a way that Allah will not be pleased with us. So we're not living a, something, a life which is making us worthy of Jannah. And they expressed their remorse and then they made a determination. They all held hands in the family, the, the, the husband, the wife and the sons. They held hands and they said, we pledge to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that from tomorrow, we will change our life. She said, I will start covering my hair, inshallah, and we will be regular with our salah. And just an intention which seems to be something small. And she began to weep saying that I think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has accepted our tawbah and our pledge with him that my husband and my sons and my brother all were accepted in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one lesson, respected brothers, which we learn from this is we can never, never judge a Muslim outside. We can never judge somebody outwardly the lady might not have a scarf. Yes, that is a weakness. And the lesson we learn from here is that it takes one intention for her to change her life and Allah can accept her. Sometimes the external form of our appearance can be deluding to a person that he regards himself to be superior to somebody who does not have his external appearance. So the first lesson we learn from this respected brothers and sisters in Islam is that we do not judge anyone. But there is also a message for those of us who are lacking in our deen that there is no need for us to delay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hadid, Alam ya'ni lil-ladheena amanu an takhsha'a qulubuhum li dhikrillah. Has the time not come in the life of a believer that there are so many signs before you? Allah has given you so many things to contemplate and ponder over for you to make a change in your life. So those of us who are not regular with our salah in preparation for the month of Ramadan, let us try to be regular with our five salawat, inshallah. Let us include in our daily program recitation of Quran, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those of our beloved mothers and sisters who, due to whatever weakness, they are unable to maybe cover their hair adequately, make the intention, inshallah. It is between you and Allah. It is nothing that you have to uh, worry about what people are going to say is between you and Allah. You make the determination and show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this dedication. We do not know when we are going to leave this world. It is possible a person wakes up in the morning and he's not going to see the night. It's the day of Jumu'ah today. We do not know how many people will see Salatul Maghrib of today, whether it be us in our community or elsewhere. So these are all ibar. 
and messages of, of, of wisdom and contemplation that we need to reflect upon in order for us to change our lives, insha'Allah. So whatever weaknesses we have, we turn to Allah. The doors of tawbah are always open and we do not judge other Muslims for the weaknesses that they have, but we encourage people with hikmah, with love, with compassion and make dua for them. Today, unfortunately, if somebody has a weakness, we talk about it without even one moment taking out two minutes to make dua for the person. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide that person or assist them. But we are merely judgmental and find fault with one another. So the message for today, respected brothers and sisters in Islam, is to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ummah is in a condition of turmoil and great difficulty. We're witnessing it in various parts of the world. The solution is to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has created these conditions and he is the one who can remove and change these conditions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the understanding. We request the brothers to try to fill the masjid uh, from the sides that have, has space. Many times we commence the Salatul Jumu'ah, but there's still sufficient space and the brothers are standing outside thinking that the masjid is full, inshallah. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد
على استعينه واستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فاتقوا الله عباد الله واعلموا ان التوبه واجبه من كل ذنب قال الله سبحانه وتعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا توبوا الى الله توبه نصوحا واغتنموا هذه الايام المباركه لا سيما وانتم في اخر شهر رجب الاصم فاكثروا فيها من الاستغفار والصلاه على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الناس توبوا إلى الله واستغفروه فإني أتوب في اليوم مئة مرة رواه مسلم واعلموا أن التوبة أن لتوبة العبد ثلاثة شروط فيما يتعلق بحق الله تعالى الأول أن يقلع عن المعصية والثاني أن يندم على فعلها والثالث أن يعزم أن لا يعود إليها وإن كانت المعصية تتعلق بآدمي فشرط رابع مع هذه الثلاثة المذكورة وهو براءته من حق صاحبها من طلب العفو وغير ذلك من رد المال إلى أهله وعن عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله عنهما أن الله سبحانه وتعالى أن الله عز وجل يقبل توبة العبد ما لم يغرغر رواه الترمذي فقابل أيها المسلم ما تسمع من كلام نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بالسمع والطاعة والامتثال حتى لا تقع في فتنة الزمان أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم واسمعوا وأطيعوا وأنفقوا خيراً لأنفسكم ومن يوق شح نفسه فأولئك هم المفلحون أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم الحمد لله رب العالمين له النعمة وله الفضل وله الثناء الحسن صلوات الله البر الرحيم والملائكة المقربين على سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه الطيبين الطاهرين الميامين وبعد أيها المسلمون اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعلموا أن الله سبحانه وتعالى قد أمرنا بأمر عظيم 
أمرنا بالصلاة والسلام على نبيه الكريم فقال عز وجل إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وزد وبارك وتحنن وترحم على حبيبنا وسيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين خصوصاً على الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي رضي الله عنهم وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين والأئمة الأربعة المجتهدين أبي حنيفة ومالك والشافعي وابن حنبلي وسادات علمائنا المحققين وعنا معهم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وارض عنا وتقبل منا وأدخلنا الجنة ونجنا من النار وأصلح لنا شأننا كله اللهم انصر المسلمين المظلومين المستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا واغفر لنا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون قوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله Kindly fill in the gaps. The brothers who are outside, if there is space inside, please come forward. So sufuf are complete state in the sufuf, fill in the gaps and keep the heels in line and the shoulders in line. Allahu Akbar. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا ضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل أتاك حديث الغاشية 
وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضديع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى 
أَلَمْ يَجِدْكَ يَتِيمًا فَآوَى وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًّا فَهَدَى وَوَجَدَكَ عَائِلًا فَأَغْنَى فَأَمَّا الْيَتِيمَ فَلَا تَقْهَرُ وَأَمَّا السَّائِلَ فَلَا تَنْهَرُ وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ الله أكبر الله لمن حمده الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه المعين اللهم أنت السلام منك السلام تبارك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغناء اللهم احفظنا من كل بلاء الدنيا وعذاب القبر وعذاب الآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعبادك الصالحون ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعادك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعبادك الصالحون أنت المستعان عليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم تب علينا واغفر لنا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين آمين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين